Um, T, am I in heaven? Nah, bro. <laughs> You're on my tour bus, dude. Oh. Wait, isn't the concert in the other direction? Yeah, but I forgot my phone, so we were like headed back to my house to pick it Classic up. Classic when you forget your phone. Right in front of you. <laughs> and that's when you fainted. Ugh, this is the worst day of my life. Nah, man, it's cool. Come on, let me give you a tour of the place. Wow, what a crazy way to travel. Well, that's what the TNT paint stands for. Traveling. Really? That's so cool. <laughs> Dang, this is the best oolong tea I've ever had. You know it. So that was from an TNT upcoming episode of We Bear Bears, which is one of my favorite uh, cartoons. And yeah, that is literally T-Pain <laughs> as himself. I can't believe it's Bobby Moynihan from SNL that is Panda. Like, that's so funny to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's Dimitri Martin who's Ice Bear. I thought you were about to say that he was playing T-Pain, and I was like, no, that's T-Pain. That's actual T-Pain. But it's not the first time they've had, like, a fun musical celebrity guest star, because wasn't Gallant on We Bear Bears earlier? Oh, hell yes. He was on this very cute, like, 90s-esque one, and he had two songs that he sang. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. With baby bears. I hope T-Pain, like, fucking performs buy you a drink oh my god <laughs> with gris <laughs> gris would get into it <laughs> yeah honestly i feel like it's gonna be pretty heavily panda focused though he literally has a tattoo of said character on his body that's so rogue but i guess that is honestly what i would expect from someone who tweeted why is steven universe making me cry right now yeah and not even like recently like earlier like you have to be oh, yeah, a, an no. og fan no he was it was like fucking like fall 2016 or some yeah, shit something like, like that. that anywho welcome to backtrack <laughs> i'm em i'm jay and uh we have a lot of really good other non-cartoon related stuff coming up <laughs> so let's get right into it first things first solo the demi lovato clean bandit uh song yeah we love to quack 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 oh wait sorry I want to quack, 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 but I love to party. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, it has a Sieb remix, and I think I first actually heard of Sieb with that um, I Took a Pill in Ibiza remix, the Mike Posner song. Yeah. Um, but it's great. I really like the remix because it takes the focus off of the whooping and the quacking. It like kind of creates its own drop, which is nice. At the same time, though, I would love, at least for comedic purposes, a Jersey Club version that's just the whoops and the quacks. <laughs> it's coming. It definitely exists on SoundCloud. You just haven't dug deep enough. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, Ellie Duhay, like literally, she is maybe the new Matthew Coma, has a song with Griffin called Tie Me Down. I really like it. I'm like a sucker for the claps. You know, like those ones where in Love Myself... And in, like, a ton of other songs. But, you know, like, Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, some claps in there. Um, so, yeah, I really like Ellie Duhay now. <laughs> um, what else do you got? Yeah, so Son Holo has a new double single. It is the era of double singles. Um, I feel like he's, like, trying more... He's starting to lean more towards the, like, feelsy guitar vibe and then like integrating his other like classic drop styles and all that mm -hmm. i remember he opened for someone and um i like forget it may have been for the shelter tour and he played this like unreleased track and it was so good so now every time he has a new release i'm always like waiting and hoping that it's going to be this song that i heard in his set but like thus far no so we'll see where are those live rips at the search continues um also, Brass Tracks has a cover of In My Feelings, so if you ever want to listen to In My Feelings, but you are tired of hearing Drake's voice for the time being. Me as I'm literally yawning. <laughs> then you can go do that. Um, and then Gorgon City also has a song called One Last Song, which is super, super different from their other single that was either from last week or the week before that called Hear That. Uh, so yeah, I like it, but I'm definitely like curious what they're upcoming album is gonna sound like you know like which vibe it's gonna take i'm ready for a new phase of gorgon city yeah for sure for sure yeah so speaking of albums um we got two new releases from fractal fantasy uh this week and last week uh so last week there was xavier stone uh who had the album thirst i was really excited for it because it had really cool visuals that they like were promoing it with um i still think that 
Counterclockwise is my favorite song. Even though it's like the first one on the album and also the one that was in all the promos. <laughs> but it's like it's pretty sick, honestly. Um Uh let's see. And yeah, so the other one was the other release was Sinjin Hawk and Zora Jones, uh, the Vicious Circles EP. And it's just, like, both of them on all the tracks. It's just pretty cool, because they're both of the two, I would say, most important people in Fractal Fantasy. Um, I will say, however, that the one that they already released as a single, God, is my favorite on the EP. But, like, <laughs> they're... Like, Semi-basic listener right now. <laughs> it's, like, it's not... <laughs> Me listening to space club music. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty basic. So basic. So basic. Um, but yeah, like it's a it's a good EP. Um, but I was just like sad that I didn't get like a new bop from it. You know, for sure, for sure, that's fair. So uh, in other news, Cupcake has a new single out <laughs> called Blackjack. Is it better than the Hot Pockets one? Um, I I, I okay. I will I will say full disclosure I did like Hot Pockets better than Blackjack, but I think that Blackjack is more crammed with her signature like uh, lyrics that border on like ridiculousness and like cleverness. Where it's like they're funny because like she's just like saying the most outrageous shit, yeah. But also because like she does have clever lines like dragging these hoes like United, you True. know, like. True. Um, but mostly. I'm only going to play the very beginning of this song just because I think everybody needs to experience it. <laughs> just wait. Scooby Dooby Doo. Think my own bread. I spread my legs. I love the uh, the like arf that's the best part. I know. I just wanted everyone to hear her. It's like, like an ad lib, but like much, much better. I mean, she did have a song that was like fucking called Doggy Style, and she does also do like arf, 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 arf. <laughs> um, but like this one was just so fucking funny over this production. Legendary. Um, what else? Oh, Muramasa has a new song with Now, and it's called Complicated. What if it's NAO? Yeah, who knows? I always wouldn't have... be the first time we like fucked up an artist's name on the air, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna play it because I really fucking like it. It's always about you, I love Muramasa's production. It's one of those things where it's like it is so distinctive, and I love that about like artists like now is that like. They haven't changed that much from their original styles. And yeah. Oh, that guitar's sick. Yeah. Also, this drums right there are, are those are like the classic Muramasa. Oh yeah. I was a little nervous about this song when I first heard it because this. Like, I know they have Firefly, and Firefly is, like, one of my favorite songs of, like, all time. I feel like that's everyone's, like, favorite for a moment. Some people really like Love Sick Fuck, though. Also. I think that Firefly is the most popular one, though. That's true. Um, but yeah, I was like, hopefully this is as good as, as Firefly. Yeah. And I, like, I was kind of like, I don't know, you know, like, should I even be comparing them? But then, um just wait i'm letting it play for this part right here oh yeah yeah this is literally oh my i fucking love this part it's a fun like age of like vocoder and auto-tune that i'm enjoying i think yeah i'm pretty into it i think it was like really great when Daft Punk's first started doing it and now I like it even more because it's with all of this like fun syncopation and the percussion and like it's so yeah, great. Yeah. Um unfortunately that part only happens like right there at a minute and twenty seconds and then like once at the end. But it's okay. Then I just like repeat it from the beginning and <laughs> do it again. <laughs> I think this collaboration is more heavier on Now's vocals, which I am not mad about. Like she is super, super amazing. Um Bad Blood Oh Which yeah, is, yeah. That's like she, the classic. Like she like showcase her vocal range is crazy. Like she hits these really low notes super super well. I don't like it's 
I feel like a lot of people get daps for like for like Mariah Carey or Ariana Grande for having that like whistle range because yeah, they can sing yeah, really yeah. high. But I feel like it's also really cool when you can hit those low notes and still be very comfortable and sound awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho. Um, so a song that I literally have had on repeat since, not since Friday, but since Thursday, when it actually <laughs> came out, because for some reason it released on Thursday. Um, but fucking No Rome has a new single. I wasn't expecting this to happen before the EP, because the EP is only four songs, and so this is the third song off the EP. Um, <laughs> but I'm not complaining, because I fucking love this song. Um... Yeah, it's called Saint Laurent. I think that laugh is so cute. Yeah, for sure. I love this like guitar line. It does sit really well in the mix, actually. It also has like a really cool like video for this song too. Yeah. I'm letting it play just because this like I really love the bridge right here. Oh wow, that is nice. Um, and I really fucking love the clap pattern that's on there. Mm-hmm. The like dat 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 dat. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's like really cute when it's paired with that specific um, guitar line, and it just like feels like I already like I listened to it the first time, and I already knew that it was going to be like a part of my like core favorite songs, like just straight up. Like, wow. as in, love like, to see that. Honestly, like it is it is backtrack material. <laughs> like but now <laughs> okay <laughs> see you in like two years when you can play it yeah essentially um but yeah so fucking excited for this ep the last one to release is featuring the 1975 so just straight up oh whoa yeah that's nuts um so anyways uh more people uh associated with secret songs uh collapse uh who I don't know if I've talked about them before. I don't think so. Um, but they are a duo made out of uh, Patrick and Justin. Uh, Patrick being spelled with extra letters and Justin being spelled <laughs> with less letters than normal. <laughs> um, but so they, uh, Patrick originally had like something that was on like a Secret Songs compilation and that's how I like got into him. He has like a really, really unique style and I think uses vocals in a very like cool and specific way that also goes along with my whole like auto, like tasteful auto-tune thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've worked together on a number of songs, but like most of them have been deleted off of SoundCloud now, which was like really fucking sad for me. Um, I mean, I have them downloaded, so like... It's yeah, so good. now it's just sad for me, because I, I can't listen to um, them. But yeah, the single is called Hindsight. Vocoder, though. Hell yeah. I love the like sort of mix of like rhythmic and like emotional like lines. Yeah. This is a crazy synth right now. I couldn't tell if it was like a violin or an electric guitar. Yeah. Um, I think that they just, like, have, like, a really fucking unique sound, and I can't wait to hear more of them. Very excited that they're doing official releases now. Um, uh, last thing from Secret Songs, people. Real fucking quick. Um, Secret Songs has a new family member, as they called them. Uh, Limbo. And they have a song called The L Word, uh, which has, like, some fun, cute chiptune vibes with, like, very, like, like, soft sort of like self-recorded claps if you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, where like, yeah 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 it just like sounds really they're organic. like a little bit gritty yeah and it mm-hmm. just very much sounds like they're kind of going back to their roots of like 
all friends, like, bi-weekly free downloads. <laughs> we make shit in our bedroom, like, cute shit. Yeah. You know, like... True. Um, and so I thought that that was, like, kind of cute. On to, I, literally, like, I think the opposite of that in terms of, like, bi-weekly releasing from the bedroom. Uh, Travis Scott has a new album, and it's called Astro World. And, like, can you tell me what you know about Travis Scott? Travis Scott is a rapper. <laughs> um, I honestly had never listened to any of Travis Scott's solo work. The only reason why I kind of knew about Travis Scott was when he was featured on other songs. Like what? You know. <laughs> okay, this is honestly, like, how I felt about Travis Scott. Like, no, like, which is fucked up because, like, he actually was in, like, 2013's or XXL's 2013 freshman class. But I, like, fucking forgot about that because I think all of the memories about Kylie Jenner just, like, supplanted all of the knowledge about him being an actually very talented rapper. And this, like, speaks to me not being a hip-hop head. Like, that's the reality of life. Um, And so I think I just, like, forgot, like, what I even expected from this album. But it's 17 songs, so it's kind of like a fatty album. It's not quite Post Malone, but I would maybe... There's this Hawaiian word called momona, and it means, like, ripe or, like, fluffy or, like, large, but in, like, a good way. Like, it's dense. Um, Also relevant because part of the album was recorded in Hawaii, so the more you know. Anyway, the album is called Astro World after this sort of, like, defunct theme park. And I feel like... The album as a whole really captured that vibe very, very, very well. And not just in like a, oh, this is a roller coaster, ha ha ha. Oh, like I'm on a date at a theme park, ha ha ha. But like in that super real way where you've you've kind of like had a super long full day and you're like really fucking tired, but like a lot happened in the day and you're sort of feeling like semi-hot and questioning whether you're maybe sunburnt and but like about to go home. Like it captures that type of accurate theme park vibe you know and every song is so like musically different and the flow like matches that like I had different things to say about like all of them like distinct from every other song and that's like so different for an album usually it's like oh this is a really interesting sound also heard it in songs two and four but like this one's slightly different yeah um but the other thing that's crazy about this album is not only did I go into it with no expectations, like based just based on Travis Scott, but I also like the features in the album, they're not listed on the titles of the songs. So like you don't know who is about to like appear on it. And in fact, I didn't think anyone was going to appear. So when I heard like fucking Drake at the beginning of sicko mode i was like yo this is about to be insane and then it like switches up and for a bit like sicko mode's an insane song but then the weekend is featured james blake is featured john mayer i think plays on a song stevie wonder plays the harmonica and it feels like it's its own verse um and isn't frank ocean on it too oh hell yes that was the first one that i was just like oh wait what the fuck yeah i mean it is on carousel so i think it's like Early on. Yeah, no, I was like, I started listening and then I was just like, oh, wait, hold up. I need to bring up Genius because was that Frank Ocean just then? <laughs> and like, what's crazy is like, it sounds like Frank Ocean, but it's also like, it doesn't just sound like, oh, and now we've inserted a Frank Ocean track in the middle of a Travis Scott track. Yeah. You know, like, and for the that Drake first, going back to sicko mode, like he has a really cool trap flow that's welcome on the song and it's like different than how Drake has typically been sounding lately. Um, Like, the features don't just... They just add so much, and they kill it each time, which is insane given that there's, like, no expectation for them to kill it, since I'm not like, oh, here's the song with the Drake feature, like, let me go check it out. Or, like, oh, The weekend's on this one, I'm gonna go check it out. Or, like, I think Kevin Parker, who's in Tame Impala, is on a song, which is, like, crazy. That song sounds like a Hotel California plus... My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy plus The Weeknd singing on it. Like, that. The, that is, like, the span... Like, that fucking babyface line is on this album. And also, like, Tame Impala and, like, The Eagles are basically on this album. Yeah. You know, like, it covers so much. And I think, like, just having gone into it with, like, oh, I'm just gonna listen to this was 
a wild ride. Um, but yeah, and then even the song structure is kind of crazy too. Oh, yeah, I literally like while listening to this album, I was just. I feel like part of me was just in constant confusion because I was just like listening to it and then I was like, is that Frank Ocean? Frank Ocean's not in like the like the, in like the list of this song. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, did the song stop? Oh no, it's the same song. Yes, that would happen a lot because I was kind of like writing down some stream of conscious thoughts. And then the song would really change and I'd be like, okay, like next track or whatever. And then I'd like go to Spotify and it would be like, Oh cool, we're actually in the middle of sicko mode. So that's interesting. It's completely <laughs> changed. But I actually really liked it. Like, I felt like there were a lot of really cool transitions between songs because, like, song 1.5 to 2.5 were, like, really cohesive. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I thought yeah. that was super cool. And the yeah. last thing I'll say is I also appreciated the album ordering. Butterfly Effect, like, was at towards the end when I was definitely feeling, like, how similar to how I feel at a theme park when you're like the day is kind of nearing over and you're like, wow, this day has been really long. <laughs> <laughs> but then like butterfly effect, I was like, oh, like I'm happy to hear this, you know, and it wasn't like shoved in the beginning there. Like just in case, like you forgot. Yeah. Um, But yeah, album structure is great. Song structure is great. Features are wonderful. Concept is wonderful. Everything about it is so interesting. It's like definitely, definitely worth a listen. So, yeah, that's Travis Scott. Yeah, one of those things that like actually is like, oh, I I see why you're at the top of Spotify new music. Yeah, I was like, like, all right, three fucking songs. Like, and then each of them were like very different. I was like, okay, that's that's on me. That's my bad. But yeah, and now you know 17 new Travis Scott songs, up from zero. (laughs) (laughs) That's an infinite percentage increase right there. Anyways, what else you got? Um, Yeah, so in like a completely different vibe, um, (laughs) Parks Burton has a new um, collaborative single out with uh, Short Circles and Clunks. K-L-U-N-K-S. Oh, lo- love that. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> it's no Ross from Friends, but it's close. <laughs> um, but yeah, so their single is called Shells, and it is off of the compilation album by Hush Hush Records, called, I think it's like HH100 or something like that. Um, but it's interesting because that the idea of like a sort of compilation album like really reminded me of a lot of other like sort of soundcloud groups and like how they first like started out yeah i was gonna say i remember like billboard uh was on one like it was like a french disco-y housey compilation album and i was like wow i haven't like that's not like a typical vehicle i feel like for getting your sound out yeah or like um moving castles original like volume yeah totally volume two totally totally yeah um but yeah so uh other artists that i was like kind of uh happy to see on that compilation album one of which being um academy garden who was formerly known as saladin city who had a uh release through secret songs so just like looking forward to see what else is coming from that group of people because it surprised me how much i liked this compilation album also uh some more popular things churches chiverches (laughs) um, has a new song out and i looked at the cover art and i was like oh no there are japanese words on here is this another one of those like let's just throw some japanese words on here because like the the people love it and it's so trendy but it's like I listened to it and I was like, oh, okay, at least there like is some Japanese singing on here. And then I was like, oh wait, fuck, this is with with fucking Wednesday Campanella. I don't know who that is. Uh, they're a J-pop <laughs> band, like an actual oh, wow. ass J-pop band. That's amazing. Yeah, that's and, what you get for being a hater. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, like I do, like I even know who that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, like, it's a good song, and I think that it is an interesting combination of their styles. Mm-hmm. And mostly just, like, a fucking unlikely... <laughs> yeah, an unlikely pairing, for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, also, Loud came out by Silk City and Goldlink and Designer. 
And I fucking, like, as I said before, I'm, like, really excited about these Silk City releases, but I fucking love Gold Link features. Like, they're always so good. Um, I guess technically this isn't a feature, but Dark Skin Women, uh, the Cosmos Midnight and Swindell remix. Oh, my um, God, I love Swindell. Yes, and I fucking, like, love Gold Link paired with that style of production. So Loud was, like, very, very good for now me. Now I can't stop thinking about Swindell's hits. Remix of that one. And I really like this kind of, like, funky, disco-esque, like, loop that's in the background right now. Yeah. We gotta bring it back for yeah, we have to pray, but that's what the pastor say. I have to right? say, right? Isn't this so fun? And it is kind of like the Swindell remix. Oh, yeah, on these old women, don't go feel with it. I ain't never trail with it. I always keep it real with it. I ain't never look, I ain't never bad from a fight. I ain't never had to ask to throw it back for a nigga. This percussion adds a ton, also. I think my favorite is, like, the sort of, like, wavy synth. It's done very well. And I think that a lot of times it's just, like, put in there just because. Mm-hmm. And then I think this drop that's coming up. Do you remember that song called um, Burn by Sire? Yes. I have to have showed it to you, but it's like very similar, like the stringy sense right here. Like I'm such I'm such a sucker for like the stringed sense, and I'm like not even gonna hide it. But hold on, let me let me play it for you. Oh, this song, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how it, like, gets to that breakdown and then, like, most of the swing is derived from the, the like, swingy string synths? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I totally super, super similar. Yeah, like, these guys are very similar to the drop of Loud, you know? Yeah. But... In a more, like, full crate XMR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the... This one is like has some swing to it, but it's not the same, like, disco-y vibes as the Silk City release. So yeah. I appreciate them both. I'm a sucker for both. Um, but yeah. Uh, so speaking of sort of, like, those housey, disco-y roots, um, A-Track and Todd Terry have a new single out called DJ's Gotta Dance More. And, and it's like spoken word almost. It, or like the verses are spoken word. Yeah, yeah, I think that it's very interesting, and I think that a lot of thought and a lot of sort of like messaging goes into it, and a lot of like emotion and like thought about the history of like DJing culture and like house music in general. Yeah, um, goes into it. You know how I feel about piano chords. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's house, so it's like... <laughs> true to form, it also has a, like, relatively long intro. Yeah. At least it's not, like, a one-minute-long intro. That's true, that's true. Precisely one minute, not one second more, not one second less. song is like finding your own style the like for house music um <laughs> on that good house grind. for that good old house music 
Um, and I think that that is like essentially the entire, it like makes sense as the chorus because it's the sentiment of the entire song. Um, so a little bit of background, I looked at this and I was like, clearly Todd Terry is like a person who like knows his shit, but like who like is he? Mm-hmm. And like what? That is what I also did. asked myself. Because <laughs> we as like newer generations of people like know a track at least Mm -hmm, for sure um but like uh so i like was looking at todd terry's stuff and it's it's like it's hard to sort of track down specifically because when you're known more as a dj it's like there isn't going to be as much about you because it's like more about like the club scene people like know about tracks that have charted different every night yeah um but he is known for two things he has um this remix um, of the song Missing by Everything But The Girl that was uh, made in 1995. Basically, what happened with the song is that it was, like, first released and then, like, it got, like, pretty much no attention and then, like, he remixed it and then there was a re-release of the song and then all of a sudden it, like, went... It was, like, a worldwide hit. Got it. Like, it it went fucking, like, platinum in UK. Oh, shit. What the hell? Damn. Okay, got it. Um, so... There's that. But the other thing that I also thought that you might find interesting and that uh, at least, like, more of our listeners would find <laughs> interesting. <laughs> or, like, three listeners. Who aren't, like, super, like, house heads. Okay. Um, so he is... Okay, there's a little bit of a discrepancy about this because people don't know whether or not he his song was sampled or whether he was actually working as a producer on this song. Okay. Um, but uh, he has this song, or rather, Jungle Brothers has a song called I'll House You. Okay. Um, and that was out of, off of the album Straight Out the Jungle. And so if you don't know who Jungle Brothers are, like I didn't, um, <laughs> <laughs> they were the first release of um, the Native Tongues Collective, as in the collective that a tribe, a tribe called, called Quest. Oh, okay. It is so. It is them. Oh shit. Okay. Sprung. What the fuck? All and, right. Like, fucking, damn. Like Queen Latifah. Like that. That was the straight out the jungle was the first thing to be released on native tongues. Wow. This dude's like pretty OG. Yeah. If you go to his like Spotify, his discography is literally insanely huge. Oh, whoa. Like, you can just continue scrolling almost endlessly. Like, it took Like, me... Benny Blanco tier? <laughs> Except that everything is on a Spotify page. Like, it's like, I scrolled for, like, two minutes to get to, like, <laughs> singles and EPs. Oh, shit. Like, it was crazy. Wow. That's, um, that's nuts. Um, so, yeah. Clearly very well established. Wow. So, that's Todd Terry. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and so, about... A track. If you don't already like recognize the name of A track, then you probably you might at least know the song Barbara Streisand by Duck Sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a track is half of Duck Sauce, or uh, maybe A track's official remix of Heads Will Roll by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Oh my god! Um, I will never not get super hype when I hear that song. I know, I know. And in, in my opinion, no Halloween party is complete without playing that song. Oh my god. <laughs> And I'm I'm gonna go on record saying that okay. because I was very disappointed when I went to a Halloween party that was supposed to be lit as fuck and they didn't play that song. Wow, good That's to see you're not bitter in August. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh it was my God. so hyped and it did not live up to it. Anyways, but he like honestly like he has more than just remixes and even like original tracks because he like spins shit. Like, there's, like, a world DJ competition, and he won it. Oh, we will get to that. It's not just one. Okay. Oh, really? He has won five world championships. Oh, word. Oh, word. Three of them are from three different, <laughs> like, co- like conglomerate, like, people. You know how, like, different people will put on, like, different organizations put on different world yeah, championship yeah, 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 things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. three of the, there are, like, three different ones. And he was, like, the first person to, like, I'm pretty sure, like, get, like, five of them and also the first person to get all three of them. And Damn. one of those was when he was literally 15 years old. I think in my dorm... In this is so, yeah, this is, like, kind of lame of me, but I'm pretty sure I have, like, 
I don't know, like a freeze from that set, like from the video of that set. And I like have a poster of that. I had it in my dorm room. It's honestly fucking inspiring, though. Yeah. Like, because he just makes all these, like, insane faces. He's literally 15 years old, and he's like, all you other DJs are a bunch of jerks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's so cool. Yeah. He, like, creates a beat from nothing, from scratching. Like, that is, like, the OG shit. It's so crazy. There's a a full video of, like, his set, um, and it's, it's literally... It's mind-blowing. It's mesmerizing to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like, well, maybe we add some links to the bottom yeah, after yeah, this yeah. episode. And, and I mean, like, you and you look at it, it's also like, this guy's like 15. He's like a, he's like a little fetus. Yeah. You can see the people in, like, their chairs, like, in the background of the video, just, like, losing their minds. Yeah. It, it's it's so, it's so crazy. It's crazy. Like, I Anyways. couldn't even get my learner's permit at that age. <laughs> Like, I actually couldn't do it. It was um, embarrassing. Here's, like, the thing that I didn't know about 8-Track. His brother is half of Chromio. That is, honestly, like, buck wild. Like, when you told me that, literally, this was, like, fully, like, 20 minutes before we even started recording, I was freaking out. Like, he, the dude, the brother actually kind of looks like him. Yeah. Like, they actually, they, like, definitely look like they're related. Which... But I would never have put that together. I you never, know, like, I would I never, never be like, oh, that guy looks like A-Track, I guess it's his brother. Also because the Chromio brother, like, is always wearing sunglasses. That all is very, album covers and everything. True. So it's just like... Their I'm album like... covers are, like, very distracting from their faces. Like, there's always a lot going on on those album covers. <laughs> They're great album covers. True. Um, but yeah, so, like, they all, like, do music shit. But, like, arguably, A-Track is, like, one of the biggest influencers in like the industry um so like obviously after like winning all these fucking like competitions like a crazy little like 15 year old he started working with kanye in the 2000s uh kanye i think had like picked him up because he was like opening for like uh he was like along with one of the opening acts or something and so he did a lot of production work for kanye um he founded fool's gold in um 2007 with nick catchdubs mm-hmm. which is like continues to be a major uh record label who's like really important in electronic music they're today. always like on the next wave um and also and just like to give you like an idea of like who's been releasing through fool's gold one of the first ones was like of course a track kid cuddy um, oh shit! I did not know that. Oh yeah, no. He's A Track is largely credited for like Kid Cudi's like rise to. You know what's actually like, nuts? I think I actually did hear the words "fool's gold" in association with Kid Cudi, but I stored it in such a different part of my mind where I like, I don't know, keep all my Kid Cudi shit, and I like did not realize <laughs> that what "fool's gold" was the same as A Track's "fool's gold." Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, Kavinsky, Flostradamus. Uh, um, a track is also credited with that, uh, with Foster Thomas's rise to fame. Kid Cudi on the same label as Kavinsky. Yeah, R.L. Nice. Grime, Anna Luno, uh, Oliver, Nina Las Vegas, who I've already talked about, Hoboy and Giraffage, and here's one that fucking surprised me: Brock Hampton's first single was released by Fools. This Gold is what I'm saying. They're Brands. always on the next wave of shit. Dirt by Brockhampton was released by Fool's Gold Records. That was also the first Brockhampton song I've ever I had ever heard. So every Brockhampton fan should also be an A Track fan. That like that the thought of that was like so, was like so crazy because I was just like I like remember like knowing about Brockhampton before the saturation era, which was when like they started having more viral success, and I was just like, how did I even like do that? just from, like, like being on SoundCloud and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, because I was following Fool's Gold Records. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Um, so that's, like, crazy. Um, A-Track also founded a, like, really cool competition for DJs and producers um, called the Goldie Awards. Um, and so basically it's, like, a fucking DJ battle, and there's a beat battle, and the winner of the beat battle gets a release... Uh, on Fool's Gold, and the winner of the DJ battle gets to play at Fool's Gold Day Day Off, which is, like, their festival. And, like, they, like, talked also about, like, 
Atrax like a sort of announcement for like the competition. He was like, it's it's like not just about like being like pleasing the crowd and like playing like cool songs or whatever. It's like about creativity and like coming up with your own things and like new ways to like put songs together. And then like there was this like clip that was like a lot like the all these other DJs are a bunch of jerks, but like they had a sample that was like uh that other dj and then they like spliced it with a cut from young ma's uh ooh which was like he a bozo so it was just like that other (laughs) dj he a bozo (laughs) and it was like it was great yeah and it just like was like everything comes full circle and he's like kind of like keeping the culture alive as like someone who's like really important in the uh and like spreading it because i feel like i wouldn't have known about this type of stuff you know i don't know like I think that's it's gives it a wider audience. Obviously, A Track's not like the only person who ever scratches, but like to get to that level and like maintain those roots in like a sustainable way for other people who are interested in it is like yeah. super dope, in my opinion. And like going back to the idea of like the song is like that it, it, that is what made the song like so much more powerful to me after like learning all of this stuff is that like it's about the roots like and like all of that emotion and all of that background and all that history is like put in here and also seems sort of like another like like this is this is who we are and this is who we'll continue to be yeah 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 you know like yeah okay a hundred percent two two thoughts two thoughts first one is totally agree with you about the actual song i felt like listening to each individual sound in that song was like a reference and a call out to a specific like genre of house you know like that kind of like guitar-esque like slap sound Mm -hmm. was like a call out the there was like a little bit of there was like a more acidy like bassy synth that was also there like i felt like at some points i felt like the little disco-y wacky thing was like a at first I was like is this kind of corny and then I was like no because a track is such a talented producer and also Todd Terry amazing but like they wouldn't have chosen like they were so intentional about how they want their production to sound that like this is this is like because they want it to sound exactly like this yeah and then the other thing that I think is really special about this song is it's not like oh DJ's got to practice scratching more it's like brings it back to what I think is like the most important part about DJing which is like listening to people and like catching a vibe yeah like if you think it's about you it's already gonna be a bad set you know like if you're like oh everyone should like this music that I'm about to play and if they don't like it then like fuck them it's like that is like a totally that's a that's a real bad outlook and I feel like this song is about like the give and take between the crowd and the DJ, you know, in a really like humble and, but clearly they have a fuck ton of experience type of way. Yeah. 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 I really liked this song and it's fucking catchy. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn. I feel like literally nothing I say after this is going to like measure up to DJ's got to dance more, but on a completely, <laughs> I'm going to, I guess I have to try like other stuff came out and I listened to it and I enjoyed it. So, um barely alive and great good fine okay uh, and i love great good fine okay they came out with a song yeah. called deeper in love um it has some kind of like wheaton-esque slash chromio vibes there is a connection there because i guess the yeah because chromio <laughs> the chromio and also the chain smokers great good fine okay song that a track remixed oh true that's let it go right yeah i think oh so. my god that was a really great remix uh, i have such strong associations with like that it came out, I, wa- I want to say it came out either spring or June, and I have, like, such strong, like, I don't know, emotional ties to that. Anyways, um, Ella May, or Ella Mai, the one that has the song Booed Up. Oh, yeah, her. Yeah, she has a song called Trip, and it's full early 2000s R&B. Like, the percussion on it in particular is just, like, so classic from that time. I feel like they have, like, a fucking sample pack, and they were like, okay, let's break it out. Let's break out our Neo sample pack. Like, and I mean, it's it's really good. Bruno Mars' next project. For sure. But it's, like, I fully, like, transported myself back, and I was like, why is this happening? And it's definitely the percussion. Um... Oh, and then also Mac Miller came out with a new album. Literally, how could I forget? How could anyone forget? Especially after I, like, got really into the What's the Use song. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, okay. 
Um, so yeah, Mac Miller has a new album and it is called Swimming. And I really, I thought it was so, so great. It was great period. And it was great for Mac Miller. Um, it kind of talks about the, his sort of like recovery from his breakup with Ariana Grande. That was earlier this year. And one of my favorite like there's no there's no like good part about a breakup but the there's this period like about I don't know it depends on your recovery period but like it can be as early as like three weeks after the breakup where you start to like get out of your bed a little bit more and you like stop listening to yesterday by the Beatles or like landslide (laughs) by Fleetwood Mac I'm not talking from experience it's fine um but you start to like I don't know, like eat regularly and be like, okay, like time's like continuing to pass by and like I'm continuing to live my life. You're not quite at the level where you're like dropping knowledge bombs on yourself, like not super nuanced yet, but you're starting to have like realizations and like you're about to get to the part where you're like, I'm sick, you know, like, so I thought that album captured that vibe absolutely perfectly. But then the other thing that I really liked musically was Mac Miller has matured so much since, like, I don't even know, Blue Slide Park. Like, that is when I first heard of Mac Miller. And we just hadn't, like, Mac Miller and I, we go way back. (laughs) We just hadn't, like, I don't think intersected musically fully on an album until this album. You know, there would be songs like, you know, every so often that I would really, really like, but this album is like where it super, super crystallized for me. Um, so I guess I, I kind of want to play "Come Back to Earth" just because that gives you a sense of like Mac Miller's, I guess, headspace for this album. And I got neighbors that more like strangers. We could be friends. I just need a way out. Like, this is so pretty, you know? I love this style. Okay, so what I like in particular, like musically about this album, is for starters, as I said last week when I was like, I fucking love What's the Use... I love Thundercat, I love Snoop Dogg, I love these kind of like funky vibes. It maintains that sort of retro style and that kind of like ethereal, pensive, dreamy sort of vibe. But like the difference between I think this album and Mac Miller's previous albums is Mac is, we're on a first name basis apparently, um, there's like a give and take between his flow and the beat like if you listen to older shit like fucking party on fifth avenue for example it's really like catchy but it's not really like like it's almost exploitative you know like mac miller uses the beat the beat uses mac miller like listen to this He's literally like so immature in this whole period of his life. See, like it's catchy, but like you're going back and forth between like listening to him, what he's saying, and then you kind of get like distracted by like, you know, like this part in the beat that's coming out, right? But like on swimming, I think he, there's a lot more like time to think. There's a lot more time to, like, listen. I feel like I... Mac Miller is in control of, like, what I am paying attention to more so than any previous album, you know? And and to that end, even his flows kind of change up to meet the beat where it's at, more or less. Um, like, on 2009 especially, there is a really, really cool kind of, like, I don't know, twinkly percussion-y thing that I really like and he the flow naturally pauses so that that is elevated I also love the like 
really swelling strings and use of actual instruments in this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is technically like a minute in, but this is kind of where the the meat of what I'm talking about starts to happen. Well, I don't need to lie no more. Nowadays, all I do is shine, take a breath, and ease my mind. She don't cry that no more. percussion. You know, see how like there's sort of like a natural pace, yeah, and it shows that off so well. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it covered a ton. It he talks about like not just breakups in general and healing in general, but like his own personal experiences because he had that like DUI and hit and run in like late March. Yeah, so he was like kind of in a tough spot. Um. But yeah, it's a it's a great album. The content is awesome. The music, like the beats under it are great. J. Cole actually produced Hurt Feelings. Um, and Pomo is on another track, Ladders, in addition to What's the Use. Anyways, all the best to Mac Miller. This is a wonderful album, especially given... I think I've talked about this before, how like rappers have this like insane turnaround time. On, yeah. Like how timely all their shit is. But to be at this level of processing you know just life and so recently is this is like a really beautiful result yeah can i give my uh one uh criticism of this album fine i'll allow it what is it why are his feet so dirty (laughs) (laughs) you know you're not wrong they are they are kind of dirty in the album cover that's true because i'm gonna start petitioning for him to start washing his feet Everyone tweet at him. <laughs> Please wash your feet. <laughs> but then also tweet at him what your favorite song off the album was so that it's not just negative shit. <laughs> Rude. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's Mac Miller. What else you got? Um, so there's an artist called Eva, and she has a new single called Touch Me. It's produced by Danny O'Harrell. And oh, nice. So... If you've heard some of Daniel Harl's stuff before, like you might be expecting some sort of sound. This is not the sound that you were expecting. <laughs> this is like kind of Daniel Harl esque, mixed with like the Little Mermaid under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> This like reverb doubler. This is this is Danielle Harless. Yeah. So I was a little bit surprised because of that like higher synth that's like kind of like sort of whistly. Mm-hmm. Um and that he almost never uses that sort of like kalimba y synth, like in that sort of way. Yeah. Um What's a kalimba? It's the <laughs> it's that like finger that metal piano thing. Oh. It's the, you know, where you, like, sort of flick it with your I think I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Word. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and then, like, of course, like, the bass comes in and it's like, okay, yeah, that's Daniel Harl, all right. But, yeah, I was surprised by how much I liked this because it's, like, not so much his usual style, but I guess working with Carly Rae Jepsen has started to rub off on him Mm -hmm. in a very good way. That was yeah, that was very Carly Rae Jepsen esque. So, sort of flipping that style completely, one eighty, but still <laughs> in electronic. Igloo Ghost has a new uh, single out from his uh, double EP that's going to release, and it's called May Mode. And I didn't think I would like it. But there's this one piece in it that, like, I feel makes the entire song, like, worth listening to. Um, and I just want to, I just want to play it really quick. It, okay. like I'm ready. Okay. So 
So like classic Eggwigos intro. Literally atonal shit. Don't tell me this isn't atonal. Oh yeah. Those like super super saws. Yeah, I don't know if this is like my favorite sound that's ever touched and it's my like ears. super wubby and i was like oh okay what's kind of happening but then this really cool rhythm pops in right here okay honestly like you're correct this does make it like very dope and then all of a sudden i had like a like an appreciation for the entire song even though i almost always like will be like as soon as those sort of like wubby things like come in i'm just like mm, i'll keep listening but like <laughs> resist my hand like twitching to, towards like... the next button yeah <laughs> like that's i think what has keeping kept me away from a lot of hard style artists for like so long is because i just yeah 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 it's like i like not instinctively do it i have a problem where i'll like i don't even realize that i've clicked next song and then i've clicked next song <laughs> it's it's not good but yeah so like that really cool um almost like clave-esque rhythm mm-hmm. um with like i thoroughly enjoy the like vocal samples because i think that igloo goes handles vocals really well um and i've love how like staccato those like cuts are yeah 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 um but yeah the only other thing that i wanted to mention about this song is that he did an interview for it that i found really fucking funny because iglugos is a very strange person and he literally said this uh when you listen to it move your head really fast up and down and swing your arms everywhere it makes it sound really cool He said that in an interview. It's published. You can go find it. Oh my god, that's amazing. And honestly, it's just like, this is hilarious, but unsurprising. And like, probably accurate. <laughs> like, it probably does make the song sound really cool. <laughs> Not wrong. Anyways, last thing that I want to talk about before we get into backtracks. Just one little baby single. Okay. Um, I trust you. IO Beats and RoboKid have a new single out called Sunny. That's really cool. Um, and they are two of the, like, more, like, key members of the Moving Castle label. I do really like A.O. Beats. uh, collective. And A.O. Beats' is, like, signature, like, bass production is, like, a lot in that. And then I feel like RoboKid is more showcased on, like, the vocal side of things. Because vocal, uh, like, uh, RoboKid has always, like, had some, like, fun, like, experimentation with, like, vocal styles. Um, and I think that they like kind of mesh really well on that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, backtracks. Backtrack time. You want to go first since I just like did all that? Okay. I'm ready. Fucking love this song. Yellow Claw getting some positive coverage from us. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot that he's on this. I mean, they. Wow. I love the like, I love the shakers in this. Yeah, it's like the perfect amount of like garagey percussion. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I love that little, like, brass that came in right there. Like, doo doo. Yeah. And this shit is so lit. a fucking classic it's literally so good okay so chase i think i've actually talked about chase before but i think he is a like i think he's based in shanghai um and shanghai Shanghai or hong kong it's definitely shanghai okay and this song is with yellow claw the duo that yellow clawed themselves earlier this year love them but i think this (laughs) song is so 
interesting. Like it has obviously that housey vibe, but it also has all these like interesting use of strings. I feel like we cover so many songs that are like housey and use strings, but I swear to God, it's not that normal. It's just like we're both suckers for it. Um, but the other thing is like they have the song has this interesting percussion where it's like do cha 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 cha. Like it's not clave. Hold on, I'm gonna play it. Like I'll show you. It's in the beginning. It's very like easy to hear. Like, right when the verse comes in, you'll hear it. Right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like because it's in such a weird spot, you know, because the song is so housey. Yeah, it no. ha- It adds just, like, such a st- fun spice. Um and, I, and then, like, also the, there's that brass that comes in at the end of the phrase. I just feel like it's such a creative use of all these instruments that I, like, would not have expected. And then the fucking drop is so, so fun. Yeah, honestly, one of my favorite, like, vocal splicing usages to date. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, what a great song. But, yeah, I think that came out in 2016, 2015. I want to say 2015. Something like that. But. The wrong family. Yeah. Yeah, mostly just, like, Chase is really cool. Yeah, Chase is so talented. There's also a Chase and Moxie song for a day that I love as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lucky. Lucky's pretty good, but I personally like for a day better. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Chase. Please release new music. Signed, me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, over to you. What's yours? All right. I hope you are ready for this. Probably not. Oh my God. (laughs) Yo, like speaking of breakup tracks though. You stop messing with me. This is a fucking this I love this song. Talk about vocoders for reals. Oh my god, great dancers. Fucking love this chorus. I remember this was one of like the only songs that when remixes came out, I was always like not excited about them. I feel like it'll never be better than the original. This is such a good full bass. thought about this while I was making the playlist for last week's episode. Um, yeah, oh, classic, when you're like, I need to, like, queue up 60 hundred songs now. I fucking love this song. I, when it, like, when I first listened to it, I fully, like, played it on repeat, like, non-stop. Oh, yeah, same. Um, and since, like, we were talking about, like, vocoder, like, I think that like, going back to, like, the first few times that I had, like, experienced, like, listened to Vocoder and really, really liked it, um, beyond, like, fucking, like, Daft Punk, like, is this song, mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. is, like, one of the things that was just, like, you know what, I just really like this sound. It's not that I, like, l- like, like Daft Punk, not that I don't like Daft, like, I fucking love Daft Punk, but this, I don't, it's not like I like vocoder because it's on a daft punk song it's because i fucking like vocoder yeah 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 um but god i i like have no words for this song it's like got such a good full deep bass like it Mm -hmm. the the melody is like really catchy and like like fun to sing and like it's also like emotional enough that it's like I don't know. This was, like, such a perfect, I think, crystallization of where, um, of, like, Cazette's sort of previous releases, too, because I remember this not being, like, I remember this being very surprising when it came out, 
because Cosette had, you know, like these hard hitting Adele remixes and like oh, yeah, yeah, much yeah. more like electro type of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, this is also, like, a significant song, like, for me, personally, in terms of, like, musical, like, eras, is because, like, I remember this being uh, one of the last few songs that I knew about because it was just, like, all over music blogs rather than, like, oh, yeah, it was me everywhere. getting into, like, the SoundCloud, like, deep dyes and, like, growing collectives and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. That era was, like, such... I mean, I guess we're... I, music discovery is, like, always evolving, but... Man, it was tough to like check like 20 pages of music blogs and then be like, and now I got to check SoundCloud and then like wait for all this content to load for like 28 days in the past. Oh my God. SoundCloud <laughs> continues to be. Oh, wow. It's probably because Please... I have like no more employees. I know. It's so sad, but ugh, whatever. I love okay. SoundCloud. Don't die SoundCloud. Um, yeah. It seems like there's a scare every like two months. But yeah, I mean, like, I think that this is one of the songs from that era of, like, of Deep House that will constantly forever hold itself up. Like, it doesn't, like, I don't listen to it and I'm just like, oh, yep, that's Deep House, all right. Like, I would yeah. with some, like, Big Room House songs, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 Dude, Big Room, for sure. I think that also, this song, maybe it was just because it was everywhere, but I think it did, so it really influenced the music that was coming out for, like, the next year afterwards. Because that was like twenty four late twenty fourteen into twenty fifteen. That was kind of like Deep House met this like funky electro beat. And I think I wanna say that that influenced even like upcoming genres like tropical house and stuff. You know, yeah, like people started think, pulling from all over the place. I think that that was an interesting shift in like half of like electronic moving more towards mainstream pop or like well yes. mainstream pop yes. like sort of like they started converging there was another part of electronic that started converging with the mm -hmm. s smaller soundcloud collective type yeah people. yeah 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 man what a great song but anyway i think that about does it for us we are on apple Podcasts also now so you actually can smash that like subscribe. Oh, is it a subscribe button? We're I mean, we had, a, with this. we had a subscribe button before. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It was a follow button. Oh, you right. You right. You right. There you anyways. go. So, anyways, give us five stars. Yeah, I think you're supposed to rate them or something. You want to give us? You Just can like, give us twenty yeah. stars. Uh, five star minimum though Five star minimum Maybe some nice comments If it's mean just DM me Don't DM me if it's mean I don't know Don't <laughs> Did you just give them a very terrible license? Yeah um, But anyways We'll see ya next week You gotta feel the funk And create your own style You know why? It's for that good old house music Feel the funk and create your own style. You know why?